You don't just start playing baseball and then instantly make it to the major leagues. You have to work hard to get there. You have to have a game plan to get yourself to be the MVP. The Most Valuable Producers podcast is not for the average agent. You can't be average to become the MVP. Just like in the big leagues. You can't just be a one or two or three tool player. You have to be a five tool player to become the MVP. You can make a difference in someone's life every single day in this job, in this career, in this industry. What's your game plan? This is your host of the show, Mitch Gibson. You are listening to the MVP Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Mitch Gibson back with another episode of the MVP Podcast on the Agency Intelligence Network. Hope everybody's having a great start to their Monday morning and their week. I've got a special guest for you. Uh, when I say special guest, I think probably um, one of the one of the most successful so far to this 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 date. Uh, young insurance agents that's out killing it making it happen when he just shared some numbers with me and shared some of the things that they're doing um inside the redwood agency group uh in austin texas i i literally started kind of peeing down my leg a little bit saying man we're i'm a, I'm a day late and a dollar short behind this guy and i love it because i'm i love we're all about learning i'm all about learning uh, but mr joe campart's doing or Co- joe campart's doing it really really well over at the redwood agency uh, and i'm happy to have you on the show my man how are you doing awesome, today? Dude. hey i'm doing good bro thank you fan for for having me on super excited um right coming back your way dude i love everything about your vibe and just you know I think it's sometimes us being like in a, in a younger space, right? Like I'm 27. How old are you? Uh, 26. 26, right? And so I think, you know, it's funny too, because I did just shave my, what I call a beard, but it's not a beard. And I look so much more like a baby and it like, but it's, I, I removed my picture for my email signature because people didn't want to do business with a baby, right? But, you know, to my point of, you know, I think when you do things the right way, um, especially this day and age, people are starting to see past that youth, quote unquote, right? Because of, the experience and the testimony that we've been able to share. Um, and, and for me, you know, I've been in eight years, so it's, it's not just, you know, I just got in type of thing. I'm a little kid. Um, but no, totally back your way, man. I think you're doing some amazing things, um, not only in insurance, but also, you know, in your community. And I know you're doing real estate, all that stuff. So you're, dude, you're crushing it as well, man. Well, I do appreciate that. And I, like I said, a lot of these, a lot of these agents, or a lot of these agents, or loyal listeners, as, as Jason Cass likes to say, as a as a listener of the agency uh, agency intelligence nation, um, you know, he he talks about, and I myself talk about how we don't do a good enough job as agents learning and taking taking ideas from somebody. And and I was actually on the Power Producers podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, Carruthers, and that's one thing we talked about is nobody takes their CE and their continuing education and their, their you know, whatever they're listening to or watching, people are given freaking tips and tricks left and right, and how many of them do you think they just fly over people's head um, or go in one ear, let it sit there, resonate for a couple yep. of days, and it flies out, and they forget to do what someone's doing that has been successful. Yep. Um, and for you, that's had to have been a big pillar and building block of your success. Oh, yeah. Being in it for eight years, there's not many people that get into it. At 19. I mean, I would have never thought in a million years I would be in insurance at the age of 19. So take us back a little bit for that. I don't want to, I don't want to spend a ton of time here and, Mm -hmm. you know, asking you questions about your past and everything that you've went through, but uh, go into some of the things that you've, you know, learned from whether that's mentors, people uh, in your community, agencies that you've worked at, whether that's back home here in Indiana, because you're an Indiana native back up in Noblesville, Noblesville. What was that like in the learning process for you through those eight years? And, you know, what, what were some kind of, I guess, bigger takeaways that helped prepare you for what you're doing at the, at your agency in, in, in Texas? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think, 
one, it's funny. We we always talk. I, I'm allowed to like I'm the the one person that's allowed to say this. It's so funny because I literally wanted to be in insurance from literally like second grade. Uh, my dad had got started with uh, with State Farm actually back in the '90s, right? And he was an underwriter, and then he's always been on the corporate side, so kind of like territory sales leader that type of thing. Where I've always been in the agency, right? Um, so I think that that's kind of something, right? Because I did imagine myself being an in insurance, and I didn't imagine it at 19. You know, I thought I was going to go through college and get my degree and then get my job and blah, blah, blah. I think it's how a lot of us were raised. Right. Um, but then I ended up dropping out of school. Um, and, and really it was to just pursue insurance. Um, and I think that's kind of where I like to start. Right. I think having the, the understanding and, and knowing why I wanted to pursue it, right. Like to just drop out of school for kind of a one-off or like, man, hope this thing works. Right. The first question that I was asked, um, at my, my office where I interned, right. So I went, made pennies on the dollar. Um, but it was an invaluable experience, right. To where she, the, the first thing she asked me though, was why do you want to be here? And I'm like, well, that's a good question. Right. And it's, it's a good, like you I should know, question. right. Like, especially if I'm going to change my entire life and move to St. Louis and start over and, and try and do this thing. Right. It was because one, I, I love to freaking make money, right. It's never a bad thing. Um, I'm going to coin my, one of my mentors and we'll get into mentorship and stuff sure. like that too. Um, but you know, money, money buys happiness. It really does. Anybody that's, that's uh, anyone says that that's lying, right? It's like it buys happiness, but what it doesn't buy is fulfillment, right? So, and I love that. Um, I, I I live my life by that. Is that, um, you know, I, I love to make money. I do, right? And so, when I can make money, and and also pursue my passion of helping people, right? And I'm like, okay, I I love to help people. I love to give back, and and that's just who I am. It's how I was raised. That's my heart, man. I just love people. I love pouring into others to to help them find success, to to level themselves up. Um, you know, learning from, you know, just again other people's experiences. So I I love to make money. I love to help people, and specifically to property and casualty insurance is man. I'm illegal not to have right. So. <laughs> Talk about an amazing business model, right? And See, I'm like, I could do all this. That's yeah. that's awesome that you say that because it's not the first time I think I've brought up those those kind of those at least those three. And mm-hmm. I tried to I tried to be Mister like hard ass, I guess, and have them you know on the spot say. I remember Cass talking about five things of you know why the independent insurance agency is the place to work and want to be because yeah. of those five reasons. I think I was only able to come up with three of them on the spot, yeah. <laughs> but I primarily remember those three because that's what this industry is, you know, does for people as agents, producers, anybody, anybody that wants to get into it, it's providing you one financial stability two yeah. freedom three yeah. helping others. And what the last one you said was you like making money. I mean, yep. you love to make money if that drives you. I mean, the, the money bucket's not going to run dry in this industry. It, so it really is not. So you've, you've done a good job of, of, of establishing kind of what your core values are. And I think that's huge. So I want to spend a couple, couple of seconds or a couple of minutes on, on, on your personal self, because mm-hmm. when you grow up in a specific town or state and you move from another state and then you move from another state, adjusting is different time, yeah. culture. I mean, everything about it is, is different, even the financial standpoint. What was the biggest, I guess, change or the hardest thing from going from somewhere like Indiana mm-hmm to St. Louis, like you said, then to Austin, Texas, the, the, the yeah. heart, um, heartland of our country. <laughs> dude, I'll tell you, man, like, and I was actually just talking with, um, we just brought on a, a new producer. He just started uh, yesterday, actually, it was his first official day. And so we were talking yesterday afternoon. Um, and where I, 
felt as though it was a detriment, right? Um, I tell you, you really want to pursue something or you really want to go all in, move to a new city where you don't know anybody. Because <laughs> then all I, like when I moved and uprooted from Noblesville, I mean, I seriously did not know a single soul in St. Louis, right? And I also wasn't 21. So it's not like I could go out to bars or go connect with other young adults, whatever it is, right? Like it literally was wake up, get to work, work hard, right? You work late, go to the gym, work out, go eat dinner, and then go go to bed, right? And that's, I literally did that for probably almost two years, man. Like it was crazy. The only other communication I really had was with my lacrosse players. I was playing in a men's league lacrosse um, league and, and it was awesome. And, but even then it was still, I wasn't really connecting with people outside of that, that are, they're older, they're going out. I couldn't go out. Right. And, and so, you know, I think a lot of people are scared to do that, but I attribute so much of my, I would say quote unquote rapid success, but we'll come back to that too, because I don't think any of this happens overnight. And that was also something I was talking about with our producer, man, you got put in the hours, Yep. right? Like he was like, well, can I come in on Saturdays? I was like, Oh, I love, I love you. you. <laughs> yes, I was like, yes, because I'm like, I worked Saturdays for five years straight, man, sure. six days a week, 10 to 12 hour days. And, and I really, I, I would encourage people to, to think about that. Right. And, you know, I always, my dad said this when I made a big transition of, of really going from a smaller agency in the West Central region, which was when I was in St. Louis to working for a mega agency out in the capital region, right? And, and so I, and I didn't know what to do. I wanted to go corporate. I was really good at helping agents start up, right? That's a fixed income. I've got a company car, company phone. And I was Boom. like, man, I really don't want to go start up at the bottom of a totem pole again, right? And so he goes, you know, the Bill Gates of this world, you know, were not made in their comfort zones, right? So anybody that's kind of on the fence with that, or you've been offered an opportunity, that is a life-changing opportunity, but it means you're going to have to alter your life and, and potentially move to a city where you don't know anybody and restart. It, Dude, it, it's crazy to me how I, I did it in St. Louis. And then when I moved to Austin, same thing again, man. I didn't know anybody. I just moved to Austin because sure. <laughs> honestly, I was moving to be with my wife, but we weren't married yet then. And then she ended up going doing research down in the valley. And I'm like, well, shoot, I already quit my job and told everybody I was moving to Texas. So looks like I'm moving to go Texas. doing it no matter what now. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just literally packed up a U-Haul. Um, me and my dog, man, just drove to Austin, Texas. And I've been here ever since. What kind of dog um, we got? I got a great Dane, dude. I got a huge. So great Dane. same, same. What kind of great? What, what color is it? He's a Harlequin. Uh, so okay. he's like white and mostly white, and he's kind of like taupe and chart. He's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we got a. Yeah. I've got a blue Merle. So oh, beautiful. She's gosh, she's a freaking horse. I feel like she yeah. takes up half the house when every time she's yeah. walking through through a hallway or something. <laughs> yeah. Anybody, like, anybody says a squirrel moment, guys. Anybody that says great danes are notorious apartment dogs they are bullshitting man because there's no way you're catching me and my freaking huge dog in an apartment Before, being comfortable no. like no way yeah because the, the dog you, you almost need more space for the animal than you do right. yourself like dang on it you said something pretty pretty uh I got you said something that triggered my thought of something I saw you guys doing the other day with uh, I think actually the same the same new employee that you were just talking about you hired mm-hmm. um, you guys were doing what is it you're calling it a dream the, what the was the name of, of house of dreams, dreams. so yep. you how, how i guess the best way to explain this and i didn't finish watching the whole video because i got a phone call but he has this whiteboard up on the wall and there's a it looks like a cloud so it's a almost like a thought bubble and that is their That's your dream your yep. dream um mm-hmm. so talk to us a little bit how that works out and where did you where, where where did you come up with that and how has it been so helpful with you guys 
Yeah. So, um, you know, and let's right before we get there, let's backtrack a little bit because I, I really wanted to bring this up is that, you know, walk, walk your own walk too, right? I think everything that I'm about to go over and everything that I've found success, I hope you find nuggets and I hope it, you know, anybody listening to this, I hope it helps you. Right. But at the same time, like I am like, I'm Joe, right. You're not Joe. And what I define as success doesn't always necessarily need to fit your definition. Right. And you can define that how you want. So I just want everybody to know that, but then also that none of this happened overnight, um, that we put years and years and hours and hours and weekends and weekends of work into this thing. And I think, man, with a good work ethic and the right values, right. And then you, and then you throw in kind of our house of dreams and and what we've kind of founded our, our new independent brokerage on. I mean, it's nothing isn't freaking possible, man. Um, So house Uh, of dreams was our first real quick, real quick, because this is ADHD squirrel mind again, I'm going to backtrack a quick second because if not, I'll forget. I wanted to bring this up when he was talking about the moving and, you know, the not knowing anybody and the trying something new or, you know, like you said, not being 21 and, Heck, trying to stumble up business. What's one of the right. most common ways insurance agents, they drink, they go to right. these events, they go golf, they they, they interact with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he did was, and, and, and I heard, I forget who I heard this quote from, but you established being very, very comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If you can find yourself being comfortable in uncomfortable situations, you're going to win 99.9% of the time. And I truly freaking believe that. So I had to, had to bring that into play, which let, which is leading to, you know, some of the things yep. you're probably getting ready to share on this house of dreams is, is, is probably yep. making people feel a little uncomfortable, but once you get comfortable with it, it, it does. And I, I think it's, it's not something that is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because we never talk about it. Exactly. Right? That's and exactly I, it. And I, and I think, you know, for us, this was literally the first thing that we did. We did not get on the phones. Well, one week we didn't know how to work our phones for like the first two weeks. Cause we, <laughs> no, I won't even go into that. Uh, guys, make sure you know how to like work all of your systems and don't change it the day that you start, you know, your agency, um, learn from me there. I can, I can have a separate call for that. Um, but you know, for us, it was, this is the first thing, man, because what, like, why, why is, what, like, why is Redwood here? What are we trying to do with this thing? Right. And, and in a nutshell, and I'll break down kind of the components quickly for you guys. So you understand, you know, it's to help agents dream again. I think, people call it cliche to chase your dreams and it's not right. Like, cause why else am I doing this thing? And so the house of dreams really it's, it's formed. It's got obviously the house, which is your dream, right? Your, what, what does your dream house even look like? Right. And, and what are the rooms in that house? How, how many stories is it going to be? Right. What type of roof, all these types of things. And, and so it starts with your dream, right. And then you start to frame it, which is your visions. Okay. Right. And then you have discipline, which is the foundation, because without discipline, none of this is possible. Right. But then ultimately what it comes down to is, is the roof that we cap ourselves. Right. And that's what we call our limiting beliefs. That's what's limiting us from really chasing that dream that we, we want this house to look like yet, you know, 30 days in, we're already putting a roof on it, man. And and we're limiting ourselves in, in what we're, what we're capable of. Um, so it all starts there. And then there's other components where it's, you know, okay, hey, now that we're starting to find success and we're scaling and we're growing and we've we've got the the attention of, of the masses, right? Or whatever it is, you know, you've got to be working not only what is above the water, which is what people see, what they hear on this podcast, right? But then below the water, and we use a sailboat illustration because the the keel is your character. It's what keeps that sailboat from totally toppling over is because I can be huge up here and I can talk the talk and this can be an amazing podcast episode. 
But if my character is shit, then none of it matters, yep. right? And it's it's only temporary success. Even if people, again, they they what they see above the water is amazing. It's flashy. It's all oh, this, this, and this, and they're following you. And but then ultimately, your character doesn't add up, right? It doesn't sure. it doesn't align with who or what you are, which is your persona, right? And then also. Then you go into um, your three P's is what we call them. So it's, um, and they've changed. We were actually going over this. It started with uh, purpose, passion, and perseverance. Now it's, um, per- or excuse me, perseverance, passion, and passion, uh, or patience and passion. So it's kind of cool to see how they've like changed those. over the years as Redwood has, has changed. But I think those three things, you know, you need to have passion for what you're trying to freaking do, right? You've got this dream, you've got this dream house, you're working on yourself, you know, your, your internal self as well. Um, but then it's like, you got to be passionate about it. Otherwise yep. you're not really going to build this dream house that you really want. Cause there's zero passion in it. Um, the patience you, piece is. If you're not in that, that goes with anything too. And I, I sometimes have to bring these loyal listeners back and understand the word passion. Like if you're not passionate about being an insurance producer, if you're not passionate about being an insurance CSR, if you're just not passionate about the damn insurance industry at all, go. Yep go do something else because you're going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. I'm a nerd. I'm an insurance nerd. Proud to say it now. Like ask me two years. I was like, "Eh, I don't want to say (laughs) that. I'm in, (laughs) I love insurance. And you know, when someone who you run into who also is in insurance and they're like, man, it feels good to be able to, you know, talk insurance with people because no one knows what I'm talking about. Yep. Well, those people aren't passionate about it. That's why they don't, care or could care less. So, but that's, that's a big word that you say that I incorporate myself because I not building a, I wasn't building a business at the time, mm-hmm. but myself going through things, I had to create my own, yeah, you know, process in my own mind to help me personally. And the top word was passion. Yeah. So I yep. love, I love that the patience word, did the patience word come in because you realized that actually just recently changed. And I think that's you know, because we, we started to grow so fast, but then when you grow fast, right. And this is something we've just recently learned is that things break. Our system that worked for five people is not going to work for the 50 plus now. Right. And so I think having patience that, you know, again, you're putting that passion in because this is my passion. I'm really pursuing this, but then I've got to exercise the patience as we're doing a tech overhaul, right. And changing everything that we've been using for the past, you know, however many years we're changing that, right. And having, exercising patience in that patience in that to know that it's not going to happen overnight. Right. But then the last P is perseverance. You've got to be able to persevere through all of it as well. Right. And I think there is a difference between perseverance and patience, right? I think, um, you know, the perseverance piece is kind of like, just the like you can be patient as long. And like, I feel like when you're patient, there is almost kind of like a calm to it, right? Where perseverance to me is like, you're grinding, yep. you are going through all the brokenness, right? And you've got to kind of have the two together, I think too, that you've got to exercise the patience and you've got to persevere through all the changes. Um, but ultimately it's because it's your passion. And I think, you know, that's one thing that we really try, like when you come to Redwood, right? Or even in our initial talks of like speaking, like what, like, what are you trying to do? Like, right, like what, what are you truly, tr- like what is your passion, right? And to me, insurance is, is a vehicle just yep. so happens that it's my passion because I love to help people and coach agents. And, and I'm able to do that within an insurance Avenue, but insurance doesn't have to be your passion, but it can be your vehicle to help you lead to your passion, right? To where I can help you build a business that allows you to go work on your ministry, right? Or to sure. go care for pets, 
right? Or, or start up an exotic zoo. Like, like I've got a buddy who up in Michigan, he's got an entire exotic zoo because that's his wife's freaking passion, right? That's awesome though. And it is. And he's like, yeah, I, I drink coffee in the morning and watch my zebras run across. The field. <laughs> and I'm like, what the, you know, like, but insurance was the vehicle that was allowing them to do that. Sure. Right. And so don't feel as though like guys, like it's not, not a lot of people like are passionate about insurance itself. We're passionate about what it can do for our lives. Right. I agree. Again, Maybe you're an insurance nerd like me and Mitch, where it's like, dude, I see a roof or I see a, I see a, like all these new houses being built. And I'm like, oh my gosh, bro, that new home builds, man. I've got a killer rates for those. Like nobody does that when they're driving past the no. neighborhood, right? Or, or, or when you're, you're walking past somebody, you're in the neighborhood or you're, you know, walking around somewhere and you look up at someone's roof and you're like, damn. That's got to be 20, 25 year old roof. That's you got some right. hill damage. I'd be like, called a just, I'd be man, called look at all those hits, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's so bad, man. Um, but no, so then, and then the final piece um, that leads to the ultimate, like why we're building this house of dreams and, and why we're pushing people to even think like this um, is your tribe. Right. And, and it's having, and we use the word tribe specifically because it's not your friends. It's not your family. It's not your, your coworkers or your peers, right? It's, it is the people who like have your freaking back, not only in business, but also in, in your family in personal, like the, the ability to, to celebrate you and also check you if you need to be checked. Yep. Right. And having those types of relationships are, I, I think it's crucial to, to, especially anybody new listening to this, find your tribe. Right. And, and if you don't have one, it's not too late. Right. And I've, I've heard some older agents that have, have talked about that, where it's like, man, I, you know, I've looking back, I don't have that. It's like, well, it's not too late. You can find that, right? There are people in this world that will have your back. Um, and again, I think when you start to mix in all those, like when I find somebody that's, you know, passionate and they know like what their dream is and what they're trying to do, or they're allowing me to help build that in themselves, right? That to me is your, I, I want you in my tribe, right? We're like-minded. We're going to check each other, um, keep each other accountable. Accountability is huge. Um, and then that leads to the big L, right? Which is not not the big L's and you're going to lose by doing all this guys. It's, it's legacy. You know, it's, it's ultimately like why we're doing all of this, right. It's not just to do it. And for it, like, as soon as we're gone, nobody ever talks about it again. Right. We're trying to leave something lasting. Right. And so what, is it a good lasting thing or is it a bad lasting, right? Is it negative or is it positive? And I think, you know, as you mix all of those things in and you're really working on yourself, you're surrounding yourself with people who are, who are helping better you and you're helping better them. Um, you know, you're exercising the three P's and, and chasing your dream. You will leave a, a positive, long lasting legacy, man. Now, now, let me ask you this, because I know you do this with, you know, your producers or new hire employee and new employees, just so you guys are, you know, when you've created that culture, you're, you're creating that culture. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how, why we're going to do it. I mean, you're not just doing it for the hell of it. We're doing yep. it for a purpose. Yep. Now say some individual out there, because I know there's a lot, a lot, a lot of, a lot of younger agents that are our age or similar who struggle with being in a bigger agency or an agency that's, you know, old and just stale as can be and right. struggle with, you know, am I, am I, am I being productive? Am I having success? Yeah. And is this, is this working? What does success look like? Exactly. Is this even, yeah. you know, I remember my first two years and, you know, I always took the assumption of if no one says anything, I, I must I'm be doing, doing my right. job. Right. <laughs> right. So, but I started to learn quickly. That's not how I was going to be able to be the best version of myself, especially in an industry and, and, and something I didn't know one damn thing about, Yep. you know, jumping in. So for me, understanding the value of one, the tribe, but yep. two, understanding, trying things out, 
on your own time outside of work time, like little brain share, you know, thoughts yep. and, you know, whiteboard talks of themselves, because sometimes a lot of those guys don't have that. Yep. A lot of these agencies don't have, you know, lunch and learns with their employees to help them brain share items like this and, and help get yep. to their goals or their, you know, to leave that legacy. Is this yep. easy for someone to do by themselves? Right. You know, are, are, are they yeah, able to, I is think, this something they can do by themselves or is it something that it's better? It's better. It is, it is, but you need to, you need to find what it is that, that kickstarts it. Right. Like, so we talk a lot about this as well. Like I really push people to, they, they need to kickstart every day. So we're, um, you know, we do a lot of stuff with coach Burt. He is a coach of ours. And so his whole thing is activating your prey drive every day. It's like your, your, your drive and your, your, um, how you're trying to pursue, right? These sales or whatever you're trying to do like that playbook. day, right? Like just, you're coming up getting, with your playbook for that day. Just getting activated, man. And, you know, for me, like I, you have to find what works for you. Like for me, music works. Like I can listen to like Patiently Waiting by 50 Cent Eminem. I just listened to that and I was like, oh, come on, man. Let's like that's, it. It man, puts you in the mood. Like I'm hype. Or I'll hop on YouTube and I watch um, Motiversity is a big channel that I follow um, that are law of attraction coaching is a, I just put on a 15, 20 minute video. Typically we'll end up, I forget to turn it off and then it goes to like a 45 minute video, but that's like all my morning. Like I'm just, that's pouring into me as I'm checking my emails as I'm in that like kickstarts me. That's amazing. Now, I do the everybody, same I'm, I'm literally doing the same exact shit. But, not, but not everybody's <laughs> like crazy? them, right? They can't hop on a YouTube video and be like, Let's go. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's probably the sports. It. That's probably the sport yeah. athlete side of us yeah. too. You know what probably. I'm saying? But, but at the end of the day, yeah, you got to find what works for you in the morning. Uh, that's one thing I, I'm guilty, put my hands behind my back. I'm guilty as I'll get out of, of used to do it. You know, used to be yeah. doing waking up after 6 45, 6 30. No bueno. Like that, yeah. that was the worst yeah. because I was kickstarting. I wouldn't kickstart my day. Yeah. I had to jump start my day. With, yeah. you know, jumper cables damn near by right. the time I got to the office. So I love that you say that. Is there, is there other things that your agents or your having producers do in the mornings that help, help them? Well, that's, you know, yeah. Put together um, a progression know, thing, list. What, what's, what's that look like? One thing I push, um, and this is uh, Cody Askins is kind of who, who turned me onto this, right. Is that, so while I'm going through that motivation, like how you start your day. So this is like my goals journal, right? So it's like where I'm like writing my goals down every day, like what I'm trying to do. Um, now, can I really get everybody to do like, it's, it's more of something that I really encourage them because it's, it's something that's kind of changed my life. Um, it's just how you start your day. And, and I think even the importance, I wanted to circle back around to this, you know, as far as house of dreams go, there you go. Dude, this dude is isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? <laughs> We're going to have to hang out in person, man. <laughs> um, but it's how you start. And that's even how we started Redwood was the house of dreams, right? So think about that. Instead of the first thing was, man, if you don't make a sale today, cause it's our first day of being open, you're shit, right? It's right. no, like, what do you want to do? Like, what's your passion? What's your dream? Let's help. Let's help really align with that so that we know. And, and what happens is it builds chemistry out the gate, right? To where we all know, like, I know why my support manager, cause right now I'm, I'm on the sales side or I'm on the recruiting side, whatever our passions and dreams are going to look different. Right. And so being able to know why he's, taking the actions that he's doing. Right. And, and, and that just, I think having that understanding, but it's starting with it. Right. And I think that's where a lot of our, our younger producers or agents that are maybe thinking about, you know, making the jump to do it themselves. They're not starting with that. Why right? do people, why, why is it? And it may be just because that's how we're wired or how, you know, the good Lord made us, but why is it so hard for people to, you know, jump into having a successful 
Monday through Friday. Like, yeah, it, I, like I said, I was guilty of it as well. But I couldn't, I couldn't go back and tell you exactly the reasons why it could just be old habits. It could just be, you know, uh, maybe it was being lazy. I, I don't yeah. know. I just, I can't pinpoint what the thing is because you always hear about people afterwards, right? They, yeah. I do this every morning. It's my morning routine. I get up at five 30. Right. I do this. <laughs> At some point, they they didn't they didn't just come out of the womb and graduate high school and college and decide to start acting like that. At yep. some point, they had to change. I think Why I'm, I'm going to go that? real. I'm going to go real deep on this. I think it's because they look at it as Monday through Friday. Like for me, how I view my week is it's just my week. I don't like you know I don't like oh only th- only Monday through Friday am I doing this right now. I get you're going to have a schedule and you're going to have a routine. But I think you you get stuck in the nine to five mindset when it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, what's Wednesday? Hump day, right? And everybody's got <laughs> the whatever Monday is, right? And then it's, ooh, it's Friday, baby, which is the end of my week, which, you know, to really find success, at least. And I know we talked about this before we started recording is, man, I worked six days a week for five years straight. And like when I say six days a week, like I did not miss Saturdays, right? And so even just having that mindset of, it, yes. Or is it Monday through Friday? Is that your typical work week for sure? Right. But it doesn't have to be yours. And I think that's that's part of the roof of the, the house of dreams, the limiting beliefs that, hey, I can only pursue this passion and this dream nine to five Monday through Friday. Like right when we have Saturday, Sunday, too. What's going on, loyal listeners? It's Mitch Gibson with the MVP podcast. Stopping you in the action of the podcast. Promise you that this will only take a second. Are you a local independent insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Well, look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and do what we're here to do, grow your business. Don't settle for less, do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's N-B-S-B-R-O-K-E-R-A-G-E.com. Let them know that the folks at the Agency Intelligence Podcast Network sent you. That's how I feel the nine to five thing. Like uh, I got bleeped out on it on when I was a guest on Cass's show. My first time I was ever on any podcast. And I said it like I was so passionate with it. And I was like, you're never going to get it done nine to five. And I think, and you know, that's, but it's looking back on it. That's, that's the truth because you do. I never, I've never heard anyone say that they look at it Monday through Friday, but that that's gotta be it, man. Like I'm going to go in and do my job, do my things, write my 20, $30,000 of insurance this month. And, you know, hopefully Mr. Uh, Camper's happy with me. I mean, that right. ain't going to, that ain't going to cut it, son. Yeah. That, it's yeah. not going to, not going to cut it. What types of things, what types of things marketing wise um, mm-hmm. have you guys done? I mean, I know you're in 35 States. You guys do both personal and commercial Trucking's a big thing for you guys on the commercial side. Yeah. Um, what, what types of content marketing, you know, advertising are you guys doing, uh, and how are you doing it? Or, or can I give us some, some t- yeah. tips and tricks? For so, guys? um, <laughs> it's funny cause I'm, I'm actually really good at marketing, but I do it like the total opposite way that like your typical marketer does. Cause I don't, I, I actually really don't market it. Like I, I market us, I market ourselves, our brand. And, but when I'd say market, like I just make posts, right. And sure. I, I connect with agents and I, I typically like, you can't find out about our agent owner program on my website. Right. I don't run ads. I'm never going to be in your timeline as an ad. Right. You almost um, don't want to though on that. You don't, you right. You don't want to do that to the point of, I think the, the power of 
word of mouth and people overlook it. Right. And, and when I say word of mouth, y'all, like we have, so I'm really, really big on Facebook. Um, anybody that follows me knows like that's where I pretty much live. There's tons of social media platforms out there. I'm eating agents. Um, we actually, we're, we're doing a workshop here in um, Austin in January. And one of the um, guest speakers who's coming to speak, she's like, making bank on TikTok selling life insurance, right? So again, to each their own, this is where I found success. But, you know, I think it was a learning moment of, and, and maybe this is kind of on because of the independent side. If, you, if you're a captive listener, you know, it, it is a little bit different because your your mindset has to be different because you only have one option, Joe, right? And if, if there's a captive listener on here, they better be getting ready to transition to, to independent because I talk, I've talked some mad shit about some yeah. captive people. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're like, okay. Um, but, you know, I think on the independent side, it was, and, and this applies to the marketing piece as well as how I'm like bringing on clients, not just agents, but clients, right? Like insureds is, you know, you don't have to take on everybody, right? And I think- you know, word of mouth and referrals from somebody who I've already chosen and to trust and to bring on again, whether that's a client or an agent, because there is trust in a client too, guys, like anybody that doesn't establish that with your client, then you're never going to hit bonuses or contingencies because you've got a bunch of crap clients that don't give a shit about you or your book of business and how healthy, like there are business aspects that you need to be focusing on when you're bringing clients. But again, I think it goes to marketing as well. Like I vet people, I want to have conversations with you before I bring you on my book of business, right? And, and I think when, when you start doing the page structure, you are going to have bad apples that come in that can ruin the bunch, right? And so for me, I am all organic. Now, it probably doesn't seem that way because of how much I freaking comment and post. And I'm like in, I think I'm in like 174 Facebook groups right now. Oh my. So dude, I'm everywhere. Don't get me wrong. I think I'm in seven or eight. (laughs) Yeah, I'm everywhere. Um, And that's for agents, right? And and I think this is also something to think about in marketing guys. Um, And this is, I've recently just learned this because I'm a yes man. I feel like you and me are very much, I'm go, 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 go. Um, I just started a, a men's, travel, like a freaking semi-pro, like travel softball team here into, I don't know what, like, but it was having congruency with all of what you're doing. Like, does it all tie in? Like, does it make sense? Right. So if I'm going to go on Facebook and that's going to be my marketing tool, like don't go join a bunch of groups where you're not going to be able to drive revenue to your agency, whether that's through recruiting, whether that's through sales. Right. So when you pull up my Facebook, it isn't a bunch of pictures of my friends from back home who are just now getting married or having kids or whatever it is. Like it is literally agent owner chat rooms, trucking groups, real estate investment groups, um, new to Austin, right? So I'm big on 20 to 30 year olds because that's who resonate really well with me as clients. I'm the relocation expert in there, right? But I'm not in any group that's never going to to benefit me or my agency, right? It all has got to tie in. Like even the softball team, right? It's It's marketing. And that looks really good on Facebook, right? So, yeah. but you have to establish, okay, why am I actually doing this, right? And it's like, well, I like softball. Don't get me, <laughs> maybe it's the sports piece too, right? But also it, it's tying into my business and, and community involvement and showing people that, hey, like we're we're here in Texas and like, you know, we're doing this thing. It's cool, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think that's important. Now, now, when you say trucking, like trucking groups or, yeah. you know, for an example, we have, we're here in Greenfield or we have the Greenfield Gabber and there's probably 15,000 people on the Greenfield Gabber. Um, with groups like that, because I know I've had a few questions from other agents specifically to those community groups. Should mm-hmm. I be putting 
you know, my services and stuff in there? Should I, if I'm making videos about work comp, if I'm making a video about GL, if I'm making a video about uh, why January one rates with West Bend are going to go up for, you know, half a percent or whatever it might be, what types of stuff should they be posting on those community groups or whatnot? Because that, that I think is a lot of people are scared because they don't know what to, what to put on there. Yep. So I'll, I'll take you through just my one group. Again, I'm in, you know, I'm in a lot and I work a lot of these groups, but they all, I work them all in the same fashion. Right. So, but my big one, that's really kind of, it's paid off. Um, always, always, always be honest and lead with value, right. Val- value and education in this, like, if you're going to make a video and you're going to drop a video and it, it is, it's of value at the end of it, don't pitch them. Sure. Don't, don't solicit to them, allow them to find value into you or in you and what you're talking about. And they will reach out to you. I promise. So like for me, I mean, and I'll take you guys through this and, and how it literally works and it can change your entire agency because this one Facebook group totally blew us up in the, in the trucking market. Right. Um, now we're doing obviously a lot more. Sure. We've got other agents that are doing, you know, millions of freaking dollars in trucking insurance, but, um, for me, I, I literally went to the group. Um, I found an active group, right? So if you're going to work a group, don't worry about how big the group is. Look at how active it is, right? How Okay, if I've got a in my one trucking group that I'm now an admin, and I'm going to tell you guys how I got to become an admin in this trucking, and it's all truckers. I'm the only insurance admin. So it's that's like, what I was going to ask you. like, Dude, but, it's, but you lead, like, go find a group that's active. I've got a 50,000 person group, but if there's only one post a day, that it's pretty much a dead group, right? Or yeah. there's just spam. So find an active group. But then when you go to join, this is where everybody loses. They lie right out the gate. They tell they tell the admin or whatever that, yes, I'm a trucker. Yes, I'm this. Yes, I'm this. Put me in, right? And then the first insurance post you put in there is like, oh, well, you're not a trucker. See ya. What did I put? I'm like, hey, I am an insurance specialist in the transportation space. I will never DM or solicit your members. I only want to help them with insurance. I know that it's a very underserved market. A lot of people have a lot of questions on how to get going with Amazon, this, this, and this. And that's what I post. And, and what do you know? I'm in. I got into the group. So, But then I led with the honesty to where I can be myself in the group. Sure. I'm not like kind of hiding in the shadows, trying to like, you know, find leads. And then I just started commenting. You know, people are like, hey, so like this, a lot of it was like when it first started, it was like registry monitoring insurance services and how it's a shit show. And like even just providing a direct contact number for them, if the email is like, all my insurance is active and it's up to date, but they keep saying it's, you know, it's not good or it's not compliant. I'm like, just call them. It's easy. But like having something like that, where I would never comment unless you can provide value right? Like don't just go in and just drop something random. Like I would go in and, or here's how you set up your DOT, right? And, and here's the website and you go do this, this, and this, or here's what's needed to do Uber Lyft or Uber, whatever, right? So just going in and providing that value, what do you know? The admin put a post out there and this was like six months of me just doing that, right? And I'm getting leads, like they're coming to me and they're like, hey, can you help me? Yeah, sure. I'd love to help you, right? But then the admin tags me in a post and this was like six months in and he goes, hey guys, um, anything insurance, like talk, you know, or actually it was in a comment. He goes, talk to Joe. I got like eight leads right off the bat. And he did it like, and he did it twice. And he did it at like 830 at night. And I'm like, dang, bro. And then a week later, he puts a post out to the entire group and pins it to the top of the page. Due to obtain, due to getting 12 insurance quest, requests a day, we have reached out to the expert and, and, you know, brought Joe on because of his expertise. He is the insurance specialist of the entire group. At that point in time, we were growing a thousand members a freaking week, man. And so he literally tags me in that. And then he reaches out. So then I got, dude, I got like 
probably 50 quotes within a matter of a week. I mean, and these are trucking quotes, man. So like crazy high premium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's true. Yeah. And they aren't right. Um, But then he reached out and said, hey, do you want to be an admin? I'm like, yes, dude. So now I've got all the ability. Like if I see another and I'm sorry, but like any other insurance agents you try and hop in, dude, I just boot you. Um, I play with I play with you a little bit. Like I'll let you join. And then. I just mute or I hide all your comments. So they're like, why, where are all my comments? Why is nobody, right? comments? <laughs> why is nobody replying so, to my stuff? But again, I think it's all, it led with the honesty and leading with that value in education. And now I'm the admin of a 55,000 member trucking group. And I get all the, the insurance requests don't even make it to the group anymore because sure. I see them before they hit. So it's like, I just shoot them a message saying, Hey, I saw your request for insurance in the, you know, whatever group. Right. I'm the specialist. I'd be more than happy to assist you. Here's a link, fill it out. But, and then that's the process, right? All because of honesty and value in education. So the big thing there to take away, and this isn't the, I think I probably say it at some point every episode, but that's, that's what this, this, this independent agency or this independent insurance industry gives you the, gives you the ability to do as an agent is add value in some way. And I think yep. the seconds you take you you don't approach a prospect, you don't approach an opportunity, you don't you know, approach your business plan, with how can I add value today and not don't think about this is the biggest takeaway. Don't the second you think about getting something in return is the second that you lose, you, you just lost every value that you're putting into that. And that is, it goes like with my podcast, the, the inside Hancock County podcast, my local one, I am having business owners, leaders in the community, people of some net worth on my show for them to talk about themselves. So that's it all about them. What business owner doesn't like talk about himself. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm not, I'm just adding value to that guy, blowing him up on social all over YouTube and all over the local TV station down here. It ain't costing me a dollar, but in return, I can tell you at some point in time, whether I want to ask him or he, before I even get a chance, it comes back because I've added value to him. And he's like, damn, that dude can't just do podcasting for, you know, that's not his full-time job. What do you do? What do you do? They're going to ask. I mean, that's, that's part of the process. If you don't think they're going to, you're dumb. But if you don't think they're going to, it's because you went in there anticipating a want out of that for yourself. So I I commend you, commend you on that and do trucking. I mean, gosh, some of these young agents don't think understand uh, how trucking that just can just make their pockets full. Well, And this is, you know, and I think this is what we were talking about too. Um, and if you're cool with like movement segue into this is like, sure. Don't have all your eggs in one basket. Like, right. For me, like where I, we do a lot of trucking, but I still like, I'd say 80% of our production is still coming from personal lines. Right. Because to me, I'll take 10 escrowed paid in full homeowners over one trucking account. Same sign me up. Right. So then it's, but, why can't I do both? Why can't I have maybe every month I'm in, and I'm pushing agents to do this? Like, okay, you're selling, let's say you, you sell 50,000 a month in PNC. Awesome. Hey, decent month, right? Now you go in and you sell one or two trucking accounts a month. You are now over 100K a month in, in new business, right? And so not overwhelming yourself, right? Because trucking, because like there are people, if you go full trucking, you don't have time for personal sure. lines, right? So I think it's use it as a supplement to what is going to make you the most money. Like where, and I, I preach this because everybody chases trucking premiums because they're so high. And I say, y'all, the same accounts that'll make you rich will make you freaking broke too, right? Yep. Like the, as yep. soon as you got them, they'll fall off the books just as fast, right? Because there's somebody um, else out there doing the same thing. I, I, you know, that's probably doing a little bit better. That might have a different market that that right. can, but I mean, you're, you as a young agent come across the, you know, a 
single a guy with one tractor, no tractor, you know, yep. and he's hauling for hire. And hell, that's you can go ahead and bet that's a ten thousand dollar at least ten thousand yep. dollar premium to count, depending yep. on the vehicle. Yep. But at and what the does end that of the do day, your month, what does that do to your month, right? You know what I'm saying? So, so, so the the question I've got leading into the leading into the uh, personal line side of things is how important it is if you're going to be doing personal lines to establish those referral partners very, very early and yep. visiting them often. Yep. You guys, that's been the bread and butter thing for you. That's been my bread and butter the last 12, 24 months, writing the crap out of the, the, the homeowner's insurance, which in return, getting the chance to write the auto and also an umbrella, whatever it might yep. be. Yep. That to me has prepared me for what I'm getting ready to go establish and do. Yeah. What, what, what gets you fired up? What's that? I know helping others, but what, yeah. what in personal lines gets you fired up to help? Is it just the process that you've built that it works so daggone well and mm-hmm. you love seeing it work the way it's supposed to work and it's making everybody yep. benefit from it? Well, you know, I think it, this is cliche of an insurance agent to <laughs> say, but you guys really don't understand like how important it is. Like car insurance is very freaking important. It's the riskiest thing that we do every single day is get behind that car and people die every single day on the road. Car insurance, car insurance is extremely, extremely important. Right now, as far as like why I like the personal lines. Right. Um, and, and specifically like anybody who's in life and health, maybe that's listening to this. I'm preaching to you and I've been trying to preach to these agents for like almost an entire year now because I really think that. PNC is like, it's such a difference and, and people, oh, we're so commoditized and, and they complain about it. I'm like, bring it on. That makes it so much easier for me, right? Because we are so commoditized because everybody freaking needs it, right? Like, I don't, I don't care. Like you don't need life insurance. Now, should you have it? Should mm-hmm. I be as an advisor encouraging you to have life insurance? Of course, I find, I know the importance of life insurance, but you don't need it. You need me, right? And so because of how commoditized we are now, why me? Right. And that's when, man, when you have a solid value prop, right, you come in, this is who we are. Here's what to expect with our agency. And you have options. Like there's no reason you wouldn't want to work with me. Right. And so I think that's something for, especially for PNC listeners, which um, I know we've got a lot of them listening to this, like guys being commoditized is not a bad thing. Now, does it make it a little bit more of a pain in the ass and more service oriented people complaining about things they don't even know about? Of course. But like, y'all, like it's illegal not to have us. We, we are literally recession proof. Right. And so I love that. Um, and, I, and I, again, I will always take 10 escrowed homeowners, right? Because my retention's on, it's better. The customers are hands off, right? To whereas a trucking account where maybe it'll give me the same premium or maybe 10 homeowners takes a little bit longer to do, right? Like where I could just sure. kick out a trucking coat super quick, but you know, what, what is better for my business? Um, so I'll, I'll take the commoditization all day. Um, I'm getting ready to give away. Um, it's, I've got to, because if someone else does it, then congratulations. Cause it's not, it's not like it's a competition, but <laughs> some people are going to ask, well, how do I make those partnerships? How do I get those referrals? How do I get this? Well, what you say, what you just said, the adding of good, you know, having a good value proposition, how is it going to benefit that, that referral partner? Mine with probably the same with you. It's just the quick, the quickness. They don't, the last thing they want to wait on is a damn evidence of insurance or an insurance binder just so they can close Close. on the house. You're the cherry on the top. And if you can't put the cherry on top within the, within two hours of them requesting something, right you're probably not going to be a good referral partner for that. I've I've worked with some referral partners where they're like, 
uh, yeah, as long as we get it all, you know, within 48 hours. And I'm like, oh my God, who have you been working with? Right. Cause I'm like, you'll have it in 20 minutes, man. Like, I mean, unless my office is burning down, like there ain't no reason it should take (laughs) me 48 hours to get you a home quote. Right. I love that. So So I think it's, I think it's just the adding that value. Like I said, adding the value of what, what can I provide for not the customer at this point in time, because chances for me, chances are me talking to that customer are probably, I'd say one time before they close. And that's maybe just to go through the quote, right? Um, or explain or explain what escrow means. Right. I mean, how many times I've had to explain escrow and how your insurance is paid? Are you escrowing? Escrow. I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm like, well, you probably mean? are. Yeah. <laughs> you are. You with a bank, a financial yeah. institution, a mortgage company? I'm with a bank. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but what I'm what I'm creating, what I have been creating, and I appreciate my dude Andy up at Glovebox for um, for kind of helping me put it together and find the building blocks of it. But what I've done is I've got, I've got three primary, you know, mortgage lenders that are consistently sending stuff, but I don't, yep. I'm not satisfied with those three. Cause I want to get to the point where we can automate, I can automate those yep. and spend that time, the other time on the commercial stuff. Yep. Well, by doing that, I was like, what kind of ideas or what can I come up with to make it attractive for other mortgage mm-hmm. lenders or real estate agents to yep. get involved. Cause I'm not going to go out and knock on those doors of those other people at this point in time. Right. I I've liked my building blocks of who I've got and what we're, yep. what we're doing. Um, so I sat there and I go, bingo, a competition. How can mm-hmm. I get people fired up about sending Mitch Gibson an right. insurance referral and yep. why it's so important. Yep. I just need to talk to the, I just need to talk to the mortgage lender. That's all I need to do. I just need to talk to him and I'll sell, I'll sell it to him. And I'll, I yep. promise you, I will get one or two things from him and I'll show, prove to him that I'm worth that worth his value. Yep. And I'll be his, his, his insurance Go specialist to. at that point yep. in time. Yep. So create a website that's going to have a leaderboard. All you got to do is go to the website landing page, sign up as a real estate agent. And that's going to be your quote unquote hub of submitting insurance referrals. So I've already, I already used a specific link and a specific um, tech technology company that I am able to get those documents in real time from the the mortgage lender. But I want people to see the competition of, okay, if I write the policy, I get, you get three points towards that. Whoever has the most points in 12 months is, you know, what that prize is. And I don't know if it's, if it's going to be illegal yet, but I got to figure out what that is legality wise, <laughs> right. giving away <laughs> How a trip. How much can I give you? <laughs> yeah. Give, give yeah. away a trip to, you know, a three through four day vacation down to Florida or something, yeah. you know, that's going to get them fired up and say, Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, right. You know what I'm saying? And, and who else so, is doing that? Right? I don't think again, so. Again, the, the, why me? And it's like, well, because what, well, why not? Right. If I, if I've got nothing to lose and he's actually, you know, practicing what he's preaching, if anything, I only have but nothing but gain, right? And sure. better business practice. So I think, dude, that's that's gold, bro. And everybody loves to compete. They all want to be number one. So right? it's like that's good. I, mean, I see Smart. all the time. I see all the time through the MyBoar. Um, I've I went and spoke at the MyBoar of Hancock County a couple of times, and I'm a part of their little Facebook group and whatnot. But yeah. I I remember they did something. Oh, I, I, I couldn't exactly tell, but there's a point system of, of if they were able to get like donations, like any donations they got for the specific, maybe it was a food pantry or for this homeless shelter, yep. or whatever it was, whoever got the most points was given a $500 gift card. I'm going, yep. and these people were competing. Like they, they yep. were literally just, no, I had this. I know I, that, you know what I'm saying? Right. It was like, okay, yep. that gets them fired up somewhere sunny and warm and not in Yep. nasty Indiana sign me up. <laughs> so that's, that's, that was just a creative idea. Will it work? I don't know. We're going to see if it doesn't work. I'm not going to spend too well, much more time on it, but I think guys, it will. 
you guys hearing this though? Like what we started with was the, the going, going, you got, cause the only way that you're, or seeing, right. Seeking out, and we haven't even talked about events and the power of events and, and getting in the room, but like finding other ideas and implementing them into your agency. That's not even an insurance agency. You're growing like, dude, that's an amazing idea. And now it's going to not only drive more revenue to your agency, but again, it's just one more thing that separates you and sets you apart from the average Joe down the street or the guy that's sitting in the cubicle in the call center, right? Like nobody, Geico is not doing that. Like I promise you, right? Because <laughs> he's, like, he's not allowed. Right. Like, I mean, come on. And so, but I, I hope y'all heard that because even as we've gone through this podcast, like it all, it circles back around to like, just like only the good people, like so many people, like, I feel like they just don't want to steal stuff. Right. And steal I'm like, it. steal only the good ones do. Right. Yeah, like why, why would you go see somebody finding success and not try and do what they're doing, using what they're doing to find success? Like, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> I man. was timid. I was timid to even say it because it, <laughs> It's yeah, the site hadn't been coded the way it's supposed to. I'm waiting yeah. on that to be finished up. Yeah, don't drop the link. I was like, I don't even know if it works like... yet. Yeah, I might get on there and it just <laughs> might crash, but I, I, I hope it works out. And I think it's that just gets to the part of, you know, I think as we develop as human beings, just in general, in this world that we're living in, it's it's the pivoting. Like you go, what what am I going to have to do now? Something's changed. Tech's changed. Um, you know, the way I buy auto insurance change, the way I buy groceries have changed this, that, and the other way we do meetings has changed. Yep. So you've had to, you've had to adjust. And I don't like saying adjust. I like the pivot work. Like you're going to, yeah. you, you got to pivot. pivot. So I think if you can pivot and understand maybe what I'm doing right now is going to be a 360 or 180 degree difference of what I'm going to be doing in two years down the road, because I'm telling you it would happen. It will happen. It's happened to you yep. probably five or six times in your, your eight years right. of insurance. Um, right. That's how, that's how much things change. But Joe, we're gonna have to do this episode, another episode. Uh, yeah, man. Again, oh, very, dude, I very feel like soon. we've got so much more this that not, we could just keep this is, going. <laughs> this is not. This is not a good thing that just happened today. It was a great thing that happened, but it's not because I'm. You might be on the show seventeen more different times. Right. One thing I do want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tempt Joe into doing this, but I got to get permission from from Mr. Cass. But see if we can get a Facebook Live uh, yeah. on the on on Facebook or even on YouTube, whatever it might be, and have Joe maybe play us out and show us what he means by the whole um, House of Dreams. Uh, yeah, just man. just so if you wanted to work on that with your team, yourself as an individual, if you've got mm -hmm. a life coach, if you've got a business coach, whoever that might be, mentor that can help you establish that. I think that would really benefit a lot of you because you won't be able to be successful moving down the road. You won't be able to do anything you want insurance wise. You won't be able to focus on a specific niche one day because you didn't start with the foundation. Yeah, so you didn't yeah. start with the foundation. So if you're cool with that, I'll, I'll see what I can do yeah. about getting that Dude, set I'm up. Whatever, whatever we can do, man. And I think, you know, kind of my, my last little parting point here is that, you know, and, and anybody that's listening, you don't have to impact the entire world with, with one, like, as, as long as you're impacting one person's life, that's what matters. Right. And I think people will overlook that where it's like, I've got to change the masses. Right. And I've got to have like, it starts with one person. And as long as you're changing one person's life, whether that's every day, whether that's every week, whatever it is that you're setting out, I promise you, it will come back tenfold. Right. And so just, I hope people hear that, you know, when I say that it's like, you don't have to have a podcast and now we encourage you to do that. And that's what we didn't even touch on that. Right. <laughs> but uh, we'll touch on that on the, on the next episode, but like, you don't have to have that to impact people's lives. Right. So I, I hope you guys are, are pushing into that um, because the more lives you change, I promise you the better your life will be as well. So.
thank you, man, for, hey, for having me on. This was Mike this was drop. Cool. You don't, you think you're getting away. You're, we're <laughs> at my favorite segment of the show. Oh no. I got five, on, rapid, got... I got five rapid fire questions. Some of them okay. are kind of cheesy. Some of them can make a difference and some of them are really good. Um, we'll start off first. I never, I never get them correct in the right, you know, right one through five order. That's just, that's just how my mind works, but I'll try my best. But first start off on this rapid fire, five questions. What's your favorite color? Uh, blue. Blue. Favorite flavor of ice cream? Ooh. Um, man, I'll probably go chocolate chip cookie dough, man. Unless it's heavy on the cookie dough, man. It, it gets a little much, a little, a little rich. <laughs> a little much. <laughs> if, if you could go back in time and spend 24 hours with any legend in your mind, who would that be? Kobe Bryant. Any specific reasons why, other than he's just a goat? Goat. Goat, man. I, I love – like, when I say guys, like, I love Kobe Bryant, like, bro, I've got little – I've got little, like, light-up uh, Kobe Bryant. Look at that. <laughs> Dude, I, I love Kobe. It's the best – one of the best interviews, if not, you know, the best one that I've seen with him and uh, Patrick Bet David. Couldn't agree more. I just – his mindset. Gosh, if I could spend 24 hours with that dude, I would freaking – I would pee down my leg like you were talking about earlier. <laughs> Absolutely. If you could visit anywhere in this world, where would you visit? Ooh. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, anywhere in this world. So this is going to be kind of a roundabout answer. Um, so I, I have basically told myself that until I hit all 50 states in America, then I'm not, I've, I've been to Japan, which was awesome. Um, any place in the world though. Um, I'm at 42 states right now. Yeah, I haven't, dude. I've like barely even touched like the amazingness of like, just like there's so many national parks. Um, man, I don't know, dude. <sighs> That's a tough, I, I guess I would say Hawaii. Hawaii is going to be my last one that okay. I really, and I've, I've always wanted to go. And my mom's been like six times and I'm like, sick mom. Like, thanks mom. We're going to take your boy with, with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a suitcase, something strap me right. on top of the airplane. This last yeah, question go, go with Hawaii, <laughs> this last question, you probably answered brief before I, uh, or when you, before you thought you were getting off the, uh, off the call here, but if you could give a piece of advice to anybody out in the world, um, insurance related or not, what would it be and why? Um, you know, I think, gosh, well, man, we're, we're going to have to have another episode because there's so much I want to unpack on this. Um, but to break it down is, is getting in the room and, and making sure that you're not the smartest person in the room. Right. And I think surrounding yourself with people who have done it before you and, and again, it's not always going to be the same, but like, that is one thing that has changed our entire agency is just networking, man. Networking and collaboration. I don't care if you get nervous when you get in, like, you know, like a lot of people don't go to networking stuff and change their agencies because they feel like they're going to be alone at the event. Right. And like, that's, you're missing the point of networking. Like it's better. Right. Cause then it's like all, these are all people you've never once talked with that could literally worry about it. Right. Judging, yeah. right? Like, and so that's, you know, again, there's so much more to unpack in that, but I truly believe, you know, networking and you've got to seek people out, right? Like I'm not just going to, I'll find you in passing maybe, but if you really want to change your agency and you, and you hear something or you see something or people are saying, man, they're doing this, this, and this over here really well, go seek it out yep. and get in the room for sure. That's, gotta, biggest, that's the, 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 the biggest mistake of you not asking is 
not getting the book to success. And that's, that's right. realistically what you're is. So if, I mean, it, you can always get a no, it's fine if they say no. Right. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now with this industry, I've, I don't probably same with you. I've never been told by another agent. No, I'm not yep. discussing this or that. So yep. that's the loveliness of the world we're living in. Joe, if anyone can get needs to get in contact with you, find out more about what things you're doing. Obviously Facebook's a, a bread and butter for you, but what, where yep. can, where can everybody find you? Yeah. So Joe Frazier Campert um, on Facebook. Again, I'm very, very active. My middle name is not Frazier. I was just really into boxing um, when I created my Facebook. So it's just Joe now Frazier. Now goes Frazier. And, that, well, and, now, and now everybody knows Joe, part of marketing 101, right? Like don't change the name if that's what people Absolutely. know. If I, put my, if I put my true middle name, people are like, who the hell is this Joseph Dane dude? Um, so, but yeah, Joseph, Joe Frazier Campert, um, Redwood Agency Group is the website, redwoodagencygroup.com. Um, so website, we've got a YouTube again, just look up Redwood agency group, um, and, and follow us there open book. So you guys add me on Facebook. Um, I'm sorry, I've got 5,000 friends and I really need to purge. So if it takes me a little bit to message you back, like I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm just busy. Okay. Uh, but add me and I'm, I'm double, a double message him because it, uh, he, that's what yeah. I did and it worked. Cause I, yeah. sometimes we got to be held accountable. I mean, sometimes we've <laughs> yep. got to be held accountable. So it's good people like, like Joe making a difference out in the world. And that's, that's what this, uh, this industry and this podcast is all about. It's helping, helping young agents, helping anybody out there. It's getting started from captive, uh, to independent or just, out of the blue, decided to get the insurance. Making a pivot, right? Yep, making a yep. pivot. I love it. So from Mitch Gibson, Mr. Joe Campert from the Redwood Agency out in Austin, Texas, nice and warm and 30 degrees here in Indiana. Hope everybody has a great rest of the day. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Go check us out on YouTube. You always know where to find me, MitchGibson.com. Check it out below. And uh, we'll catch you next time on the MVP podcast. Everybody, take have a great day. Take care. And always remember, you can make a difference. Take care, everybody. What's going on, everybody? Mitch Gibson here with the MVP Podcast. Got a question for you. This is a sincere question. Are dropped calls and poor voice quality slowing down your business communication? Think about that for a second. Gotcha. This is an ad. It's time to switch to a solution that keeps your team connected seamlessly. Introducing Lightspeed Voice, your gateway to a revolutionary voice over IP system designed to elevate your business communication and take it to the next level. With Lightspeed Voice, you get more than just a reliable connection. You get a feature-rich system that adapts to your business needs. Whether it's video conferencing, virtual voicemail, or call forwarding, Lightspeed Voice has you covered. Worried about the transition? Don't be. Lightspeed Voice offers seamless integration, making the switch to their voice over IP system a breeze. Their expert support team is here to guide you through every step of that way, ensuring that you have a smooth, and efficient transition to your business. But that's not all. Lightspeed Voice is not just a communication tool. It's a strategic investment into your business success. Save on your monthly communication costs while enjoying top-notch service. You know what I call that? That's a win-win. Don't let outdated communication systems hold your business back from doing more. Upgrade to Lightspeed Voice today and experience the difference. I've experienced it, I promise. It is a big difference. You can visit their website or call them now for a demo and see at firsthand how Lightspeed Voice can transform your business communication. Lightspeed Voice, where every word matters and your business is always in sync.